This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I am Dax Holt. I am here in sunny California. Adam is over in New York. How is the weather over there, buddy? Cloudy. Uh, sun's come up a little bit. It's getting warm. It's we're getting peaks of it getting warmer. I think we're obviously we didn't have any snow this season, which was nice. But uh, it's definitely getting a little bit warmer. Um, okay. which I it gives me energy. I just feel better waking up. I don't know what. It, I don't know how you would do in New York if you, you know, you know, dealing with the New York weather. Well, you grew up in like Colorado, so, but it's. it's Listen, I do not miss the snow. I like going to the snow, like choosing when I want to be in the snow so I can, you know, drive up the mountain or go to the beach. I like having that option. I I grew up in Colorado and there was, I I remember being there during like El Nino and having to shovel out like five feet of snow. No, thank you over that crap. Yeah, it's. For me, as a guy who works outside pretty much every day, it hurts. It's painful. It's like your back starts to hurt. If you have an itch on your back, you're like a bear. You rub against like poles in the city just trying to itch your back because you have so many layers that you can't like get the itch. But uh, I have this Canada goose like, egg. What, what an old man conversation we're having right now. Like, it's cold. <laughs> Well, about you, the weather. <laughs> you want to hear the craziest story? So I have this jacket. It's a very, very expensive jacket. Now, if anybody is like in a cold weather area or especially in New York, you know about the brand called Canada Goose. Are you familiar with the brand yeah, Canada yeah, Goose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a very good jacket. It's a very expensive jacket. So that's what I have, which is the best jacket. Now, they don't actually sponsor us. I wish they did because – uh, I, I mean, listen, I would love a free jacket because it's that amazing. But and it does keep you very warm and dry. Years ago, this this is how I get through my winter. Well, this is how I've been getting through my winter. Years ago, Canada Goose opened up a brand new store in Soho. And I went there and they had like a little bit of a line outside. It was like six in the afternoon. I was a little, you know, I had a little bit of a marijuana in my system. And um, <laughs> don't do marijuana, the, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, do athletic <laughs> greens. Um so they had, so I had a little something, but it was like, they had like a few people waiting outside the store to get in. They had a door guy too, like security guys to like, kind of like bring people in the store. They wanted to give them like that, like very nice experience. They want to build up the excitement of the store with a few people outside. So I'm in like a roped area waiting to go inside the store. And all of a sudden these protesters came out of nowhere and they run up on us and they were like probably paid actors or something like that. They're like paid to like protest. And they were, you guys use animal fur, you pieces of crap. And they start like shoving people in the line. And I'm like, what is going on? The security of the store closed the door of the store. So to make sure the protesters wouldn't run in the store. However, they didn't really protect the people in line. We were like in a roped area. Like, dude, like we're getting like ambushed right now. They're like filming us, like going into the store. Like, this is like crazy. They didn't shove me because, like, when the guy came up to me to yell at me in my face, he's – I think he saw that, like, all right, I'm not going to fuck with this guy. Like, I don't know. Like, I just had an angry face he, look. He seems crazy. Yeah, I was just like, don't <laughs> – go to the next person. Don't bother me. And I got, like, yelled at for, like, probably, like, a few seconds. And then all of a sudden, I just kind of walked away. I wrote an email to the store. And I said, you guys cared more about the security of the store than you did your own customers. 
they write me back immediately. We're so sorry. You know, we, you know, uh, did you get everything you wanted? I was like, I didn't even get the black parka jacket and medium that I wanted. Like a $1,200 jacket. <laughs> Dude, they sent me a free jacket, oh, a very, sick. very expensive free jacket. And then they wrote me another email back saying, hey, you know, I just want to make sure you got what you wanted because they sent me a free jacket. I was like, you can't send me a jacket with no gloves. Like, are you nuts? No, I didn't do that part. I didn't like push it to that. But I got a free jacket, which I've been using years later. And it's honestly the best jacket ever. That is so funny. You should write back and be like, I can't believe my protest jacket got scratched. I need a new one. I need an updated in navy blue. Uh, but it is... I don't know. How do this is our raw rundown, guys? I don't know why I got into this story. Um, this is our raw rundown. We'll give you the top 10 stories of the week um, to make it quick, easy, and fun. So you know everything that's going on in the world of pop culture and entertainment news before the weekend. Before we get to the raw rundown, Dax, do you have a review ready for us? And if uh, you don't know about the reviews, guys, just write a review for us. Five stars, say a few kind words. We actually read your review live on air. It's a way for you to get a shout out. We want to say your name on air so everyone hears your name and um uh, it's just well, someone really asked me, they were like, us. they were like, I, I can't figure out where to leave a review. They're like, I've been to Apple. I don't know where to leave it. I'm like, OK, if you go to Apple, you find Hollywood Raw, you go to our show page, you have to scroll all the way down. So you kind of scroll past our old episodes. And then at the bottom, you'll see, like, leave a review five stars. You can write something in right there. So that's where you do it. And yes, like Adam said, leave your name so we can read it on air. All right. Here is one. This one's from. LCSW Meg, five stars, always entertaining. I am a therapist who always has paperwork to do. Laugh out loud. You are always in my ear on Wednesdays and Fridays when I'm doing my mundane tasks. Always light and entertaining as someone who loved pop culture and celebrity gossip for years and used to excuse uh, and use that excuse to keep up with the teens I work with. Laugh out loud. I look forward to your weekly roundup. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the best thing to do to support us is actually leaving a review. It's honestly, and I'll explain it to you. I can't, I'm going to explain it to you the best way as possible. It helps out with the algorithm, which nobody knows. However, this is what <laughs> they say is if you do that, it actually helps us out with the algorithm. So we appreciate it. On to no, our no, content. Honestly, honestly the, what I've noticed, the more reviews we get, the higher up the chart we go. And yes. it's not even about necessarily your downloads or whatever, because there's days that people will be above us on the charts that have less downloads. It's, it's legit reviews. I don't know what it is. The more reviews you get, you fly up the charts. So we've been number one on the charts. We've been number two on the charts. We've been all these ranks and it depends on you guys. You guys are the ones that push us up and down the charts and we really appreciate it. Yes, very much appreciate it. If you already left a review, grab your spouse, grab your friend's phone, just do it. Say a few kind words, make a joke. As long as it's five stars, I don't care. Just, do it. Uh, it really helps us out. On to our top 10 stories of the week, starting with number 10. Dax, what do we got? Number 10, Lindsay Chrisley is saying that her dad, Todd Chrisley, is quote-unquote embracing the prog- uh, the process during pr- his prison stay and has quote-unquote made great friends. <laughs> <laughs> this headline, you- I was like, oh my God. They were like, Come on, this headline is ridiculous. It is. I think we're all embracing it. I think they're obviously we're Todd Chrisley, who uh, I know if, if you watch on television, comes off a little feminine. So I think that's why people are like, oh, yeah, like it's that story that people take advantage of and say, oh, yeah, he's making friends out there in prison, which, mm-hmm. you know, what? when he's serving that sentence, because he's serving a pretty long sentence. 
he's got no choice but to make some friends out there. And uh, granted, he is in a um, like a like a nicer type prison where it's not he's as in Florida's tough. federal prison camp in Pensacola. I don't know how nice it could really be at the end of the day. You're in Florida, but again, Florida prisons are probably no joke. Oh God, I can't imagine being in that like just super humid prison during the summer. Ugh. That's got to be gnarly. I'm curious what Todd's going to look like when he gets out of jail. He's going to be all grayed out. He's going to look raggedy. Uh, Maybe he'll work out a bunch. I don't know. Uh, But (laughs) anyway, she opened up on her Southern Tea podcast, chatting about the prison sentence, uh, chatting about how he's doing, what he's going through inside while he's serving this time. She said that in one of her first emails to her dad, she said, is there any mental health services that you have access to? Um, and she couldn't get a, like a direct answer from him, noting that, uh, you know, inmates deserve to have the their wellness at the for- forefront of their experience behind bars. And then, you know, this is his he's going 12 years, by the way, at this uh, Pensacola prison. And it sounds like he's trying to make the best of it, um, has made, quote unquote, lots of good friends while he's in there. Um, but I mean, yeah, what, what else can you do? You got to make the best of it. You really have yeah. to. Yeah, it's. um he's serving his time. I'm glad he's someone in good spirits. And I, I come more from her perspective, you know, as a young girl, you want your dad to be okay and be happy. So it's good that, you know, he's reporting to her, like I'm okay, you know, for her sanity, not his, but for her sanity. Cause at the end of the day, you know, courts found them guilty and he's dealing with the punishment, but for her sake, you know, it just, again, I feel for her, not as much for him because, She's young and she had nothing to do with it, right? Yeah. So she did. I mean, don't, I, uh, don't have bank and wire fraud and tax evasion. <laughs> Pay your taxes, guys. It's April. Pay you, your taxes. Did you do your taxes yet? Oh yeah. Dude, you're all so you're all done early. Yeah. yeah I, this was the first year I got done like with in early, like plenty of time. I love it. Yeah. That's but I'm still scared that I'm getting audited. <laughs> I, I think don't everyone's know always worried about it. It's like I have a friend uh, who got audited twice. I'm like, that's my biggest fear. I'm like, I'm trying to do everything right. Like, uh, like you know, it's my biggest get, fear. They, they don't care about you and I, bro. We don't make enough money. They're like, poor, poor peasants. Go uh, keep the money you have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You could keep your uh, Waffle House money. It's uh, that's <laughs> on us. Okay. But we're going to go after the Todd Chrisleys of the world, uh, the ones who yeah. flaunted in Georgia. All right, move along. Number nine. Number nine, Britney Spears continuing to live her life up on vacation, sans wedding ring. So everyone has been talking over the last couple of days. Britney Spears has been on this like vacation, this Puerto Rican vacation with her agent. I don't know if he's also a manager, but friend Cade Hudson. Cade, not Kate. Cade, Cade Hudson. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's been every photo she posts, no wedding ring. And at the same time, Sam, her husband, as Zagari, I don't know how, I never know how to yeah. say his last name. Um, he was out also without his wedding ring. So it sparked a lot of like, are these two going to divorce? Are they splitting up? Like, what is happening? Because she's on vacation with another dude. Keep in mind that her, her literally just a friendship with Kate. There's there's nothing romantic there. Um but uh, I, I know that Sam's people did put out a statement basically saying, nope, all is good. He didn't have his ring on because he was filming something. Um, so he he obviously didn't have his ring on during filming. So I don't know. It does seem strange. But 
Um, I don't know. There's been a lot of breakup rumors, I guess. You remember the whole like restaurant argument that they had when he supposedly yeah. stormed out and he was like, oh, no, I was just walking out to the car. Now this, I do wonder if there is some truth here that they are maybe not doing as well as they're presenting. I, I, it's a hard thing to go over because obviously anybody who follows her on social media is just like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's tough to watch. It's tough to see. Cause it's not, you don't want to say it, it's kind of manic or kind of crazy, but yet again, it's not the, but it's kind of norm. manic and kind of crazy. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's odd. It's, it's not your thing. So I think a lot of people who are always free Britney are just like, you know what? Maybe we, uh, maybe we spoke too soon. Did you see the video know. that she did this week where she's in this like the sweat? blue Titan satin dress? No, not that one. I'll, we'll talk about that one next. Okay. She's in this like satiny blue dress and it had like, I want to say like Julie diamonds on her boobs. And it was the ugliest dress one. I think I've seen. Um, I, I don't understand how this woman has so much money and yet the some of the ugliest clothing I've ever seen. I'm like, why is she... <laughs> Why does she keep putting on these clothes? My only my best guess is that in her like prime days, everyone, every designer was sending her clothes, right? Just boxes and boxes. And she stored them all up. And she's now breaking out the clothes from like the early 2000s and putting them on because some of the stuff is not like stylish anymore. And I I feel like, oh, 10 years ago, that might have been stylish. So. That's all I can figure out because it doesn't make sense. No one is sending her these dresses these days. I weird. I got to be honest with you. When Brittany pops in, pops on my algorithm on Instagram or TikTok, I don't watch the content. No, it's tough to watch. No, it's tough to watch. You know, I don't. It's it's like some people want to watch car accidents on YouTube. I don't like that. I got sucked into the under boob sweat green dress video. All right. That one I watched because I had. Uh, so if, if you if you guys didn't see it, she oh, a part of her Puerto Rican vacation. She's standing in front of this like pink wall with graffiti all over. And she said, oh, I just saw this wall. I need to get out and dance. She's in this green dress and she's so sweaty. And here's the one thing I do love about Brittany. The fact that she doesn't give a fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Most most people wouldn't post it because you're not looking your best and Instagram's like, Oh, I want to look my best at all moments. And she gets out and she is covered in sweat and she does it. She just dances, has a good time and posts the video. That is one part that I do love about Brittany. She's very real in that side. Eh, Would you, would you post a video if you had like ball sweat all over your gray shorts? I, I don't really post like that. I don't really post sweat or balls. I don't know. It's not. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's listen. I guess she tells that it is, but it's like, is it too much or is it just like, yeah, we didn't really need to know that, Brittany. You know, it's just. I, I don't know. It's not for me anymore. I'm just kind of burnt out on her. It's like, it's like the Bam Margera stories, which if you've been mm-hmm. following, it's like I didn't put that in the world rundown because it's tough to it's watch. So sad. You know, it's 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 sort of getting sad. And when you start yeah. to do the Bam Margera stories, which there's probably about two a week lately, as a person who's such a fan of Bam Margera and a fan of Britney, it kind of hurts to do it. I get you. I get you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All, All right. right. Number eight. Number eight. We got a new one. We got a new one to the club. Sophia Ritchie converts <laughs> to Judaism ahead of uh, her wedding to Elliot Grange, I think is, oh my God, sorry, E! News is yelling at me in the background here. Uh, but Sophia Ritchie, who is set to wed Elliot, uh, I guess converted to Judaism. She put a post up on social media talking about her journey, saying it's been one of the greatest experiences of her life. Um, her, I, I guess they've been a little quiet about a lot of their wedding details, um, but I, I'm excited. I love it. I love I love bringing people into into the group over here. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's 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 fun. It's nice. I'm curious, like, what is she trying to do or what is she trying to be? I think they're trying to unify. I think that's all it comes down to. Not even so, I, like, I'm saying as a person, as a like she made her name from dating Scott Disick. But now mm-hmm. she's back to Scott Disick's ex. Obviously, she's Lionel Richie's daughter. But like, what? Who are you? Why? Like, why? It's just what is your role in Hollywood now? Now that you know, obviously, major names, you're an attractive girl, but what are you going to do model. next? Why are you a celebrity? Is she a model or is she yeah, just an Instagram model. model kind of celebrity? No, I think, sort she, of- I think she's done modeling. She's become more famous. Obviously, her last name is extremely helpful. I think the fact that her dating Scott Disick really kind of put her into kind of that mainstream, a lot of people knowing about her. But yeah, she's mo- she models. And I think this is a fascinating story. Not a lot of, you know, not everyone talks about this kind of stuff. And the conversion to Judaism is not an easy thing. Uh, you know, if if you go for a lot of people, it takes like a year and a half. This is yeah. it, like legit is not quick. It's not it's not like you walk. So how do I how to say in like Christianity, you can, you know, say, oh, I accept Jesus and you're, you're Christian in Judaism. It's not like that. You have to take a lot of steps and classes and read books and you have to go in front of it's called a bait dean, which is a group of rabbis and you have to answer questions. They want to make sure you're serious. They don't want just anyone saying, OK, I'm Jew- Jewish now. So I, I commend her for going through all the steps to make that official. This guy she's engaged to is comes from some serious money. Uh, obviously, you're not going to – if you're <laughs> Sophia Ritchie, you're not going to marry down. You're going to marry up. Um, so this guy is um, – he's the son of the Universal Music Group chairman and CEO, Lucian Grange. I mean this guy – I mean he's worked with people like Ellen John, the Rolling Stones, Amy Winehouse, Rihanna, Katy Perry. Um, he even received the Billboard's first ever executive of the decade – uh, he's on the walk all of him. So he, you know, well, they're both music royalty is what it comes yes. down to. Yeah. He's so got his own record label. Sense. Yeah. He's, he had actually, he, um, star- he basically has rappers like trip, uh, trippy red Takashi six, nine. Uh, so he comes from a lot of money. So, and now they're music royalty. They've known each other a whole life and now they are taking the relationship to the next level. So it, it, it's pretty, they're happy. It's good for them. Happy for Sophia Richie. I'm ex- I'm interested to see what she does next, or if she keeps her name sort. How she how does she keep her name relevant besides getting photos in Daily Mail every week? Yeah, and like like you kind of mentioned, they've known each other. They've known each other since they were twelve. 
I like I think that they're just their dads had business together and so they had known each other for a long time. That's kind of cool. I like that. It's cool. Very cool. Uh, happy for them. All right. Number seven. Brooke Shields, no longer in Tom Cruise's good grace, at least according to the fact that he's not sending her the coconut cake gifts that uh, he does every year. So she sat down. She's doing this whole people interview and talking about um, her new pretty baby Brooke Shields, which is a Hulu documentary. And so apparently Tom Cruise every year sends out this coveted coconut Christmas cake to a ton of his friends. It's a $126 bunt cake made at Doan's Bakery in Woodland Hills, California. And apparently it's like a really, really big deal. And so for 10 years, she was getting these bunt cakes. And when it shows up and like many people have talked about it, Tom Hanks has talked about getting them. Um, who was it? Um, Rosie O'Donnell said she loves getting like they're, they're really, really good. So they're excited. And she goes, you know, it hit a point where the cake stopped coming and now she's all bummed. And she's like, I'd like to be back on the cake list. <laughs> But it does make me want to go try it if it's that yeah, good. I was that say, all have you tried this talking cake? about it? No, I didn't even know about I'm, it. Yeah, I remember this story, and I, I I'm curious. Like, great commercial for this cake, by the way. Great ad for this cake in this bakery. I'm very curious how the cake is. It sounds like it's really good because, like, I love coconut. Like, it's mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, she's. But why isn't she on the list? Do you know that? I think it's apparently I, about. I I don't know. And I, the thing is, they were actually so they were. They were close for a while. Like Suri and her daughter were born in the same hospital on the same day. They ended up celebrating like the kids' first birthdays together. Like, so they were tight back when he was with Katie. And so maybe that's a part of it. Like he equates that friendship with Brooke to his relationship with Katie and now he's not with them. So that friendship needed to stop. I don't know. Well, yeah, the cake used to come from Tom, Katie, and Suri. Then when mm -hmm. Katie and Tom broke up, the cake started to just come from Tom. But I think their relationship went a little bit sour. At least Tom has a bad taste in his mouth when Brooke talked about um, medicine, about prescription medicine for, uh, I think it was like anxiety or depression. depression and it's right? Tom, yeah. yeah, and Tom is very kind of vocal about that. Do you remember that infamous interview that Tom Cruise and Matt Lauer had years ago on the mm -hmm. Today Show? Don't call it the glib. Don't be that glib. was a crazy, crazy interview. Don't, like I, I didn't even know the word glib until till that interview. That was now I use why, it daily. That's why I miss Matt Lauer. I miss Matt Lauer's Today Show because you'd get those interviews like that. Today Show doesn't get big interviews anymore, and I just that was the first time I think we saw the, in some ways, the Scientologist in Tom Cruise a little bit. Okay, mm -hmm. and if that makes but sense, I, think, I don't even I know. Think, it was just the tr the, the real guy about the anti-vaccine guy. That whole medicine debacle where he kind of like shaded her, I believe she was still on the list for like a couple more years getting cakes. So I don't I don't think like I think they put that issue behind them. She still got cakes and then it eventually stopped. So if you're but, Tom Cruise and you hear Brooke Shields talking about, hey, I'm off the list. Do you think because he's Tom Cruise and he's Hollywood, he has to add her to the list again? Yeah. Or maybe he stopped doing it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but I'm looking at the cake right now. I really want some of this cake, Adam. Does it look good? When we, when you come out here and we do Heather McDonald again, let's go get some of this cake. Is that is her studio in the area of that bakery? Yeah, it was Woodland Hills area. Oh, dope. Okay, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love that. That sounds great. Let's do it. 
Man, right. great commercial for this cake. I no kidding. What is it? What kind of cake is it again? Don's Bakery. And it was a just Spoken a bun cake. cake. Yeah, looks good. Number six. Number six. Oh, there's going to be a lot of really sad people out there. But Tom Brady and Reese Witherspoon apparently not actually dating, even though, uh, you know, this has been the rumor. We talked about it on last week's rundown. The fact that there was a blind item up on Dumois website, basically saying that Tom and Reese were the new big couple dating in Hollywood after both of them going through two very high profile divorces after many, many years together. Um, Well, it sounds like they've never even actually met. So they are calling bullshit on uh, the this dating rumor. I kind of was excited. I, I kind of wanted this one to happen. Yeah. Um, this is like part of the danger or weird parts of these um, blind item things. Mm-hmm. Because when you have the random people, just kind of common people, kind of write in stories and stuff like that, things could kind of be not true. And- brought out to the media and people jump on it. I mean, I know PR firms that they got, uh, the client got rid of the PR firm. You know, the celebrity got rid of the PR firm. The PR firm was like, you know, had a bad taste in their mouth and they're like, you need us. So what they did was they leaked stories to sites of bad articles about them. Fuck I can up, see that right? happening. Yeah. yeah no. It's messed up. But I easily see that happening. And not all of it's true, but yet again, they want to just re, uh, you know, say hey you need us because of stuff like this so when you know which i you know the industry's changed in the past few years and we talked about in our in our last you know the the blind item stories and how people everyone with a cell phone kind of is there is a journalist we get bad information and you know this was a story that kind of came up in the blind item sites and these two never met and it's at one point it, it becomes a thing where if you're Tom and Reese, do you address it or do you not address it? Like to add gas to it. But it's like one of those things where this is so ridiculous, you know, it just don't even put it out there. And I know a celebrity that saw a story about them that was so out of left field. And usually they don't they, from what they told me, usually they don't speak on these kind of stories, mm-hmm. but they wrote to the site that kind of put out the story and say, Hey guys, usually I don't even comment on this stuff, but you should take this down. This is just so bad and so not true that I can't even, I have to speak up about this. And it's gotta be so weird to be so famous and you, you see all these stories coming through about you and you have to literally pick and choose. Like, do I, do I care to respond to this? Like, isn't that a weird life to live? Yeah. It's, it's gotta be crazy. It's like, sometimes you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? And in this, you know, it, they let it live for a little bit. Then I have to imagine they were just like, at some point they're like, okay, let's just put this away real quick. Yeah. And I think actually what it did is, I don't know. Does it ruin the possibility of sometime in the future? I don't know, but I'm just, I'm glad it's just sort of like, Get I wonder if they run mind. into each other at some point and they just kind of like they hey, see each dating? other at an event and they start laughing and they're like, hey, nice to meet you, even though we've already been dating like, yeah, through the media. I could see them and Reese seems fun. I could see them taking that photo and making fun of the situation like, hey, guys are just making a joke about it, you know? <laughs> 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, number five. Uh, number five is, hold on, let me get to it. Uh, Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde. Apparently, uh, Olivia is claiming that Jason isn't paying child support, and she is making several requests of him and reveals her monthly expenses in some new court filings, which, holy moly, um, a lot of money is transferring between the two of them, and she she is saying that she has the lion share of all the responsibility. She's got the kids. She is constantly watching over them. He is, and this is her claiming that he is not supporting them at all, even though that she is the one forking over the dough. Well, here's the thing. So in the documents, Olivia claims to have about $107,000 in expenses every month. She's calculated that to be around 60,000 in rent or in mortgage, 4,000 in laundry and cleaning fees. How dirty are you to have to spend four thousand a month in cleaning fees? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, she also goes on to say that uh, she makes a monthly salary of about forty thousand, and then gets sixty thousand from the wild company income and rental property income. So a, a lot of money here, but the she's basically asking Jason to pay her five hundred thousand dollars for costs incurred that includes you know like lawyers be a little bit lawyers fees and other things um because she is saying that he makes a lot more money than her and so he wouldn't dispute that and so she deserves some of it is basically what she's saying it's so funny because you see the photographs of them at a soccer game for their kid and you see them have that hug. And I feel like Paps might know like, okay, let's get that photo. We know the kid's schedule. So let's see when, you know, Olivia and Jason kind of interact and how they interact with each other. But it is, uh, these two are, I mean, they'll hug each other in person, but I guess like, do they have a conversation about it? I mean, it's just, it feels like so dark behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see this photo of them hugging, like you said. But like, how do you go and hug the person after you just serve them with court filing saying you owe me a half million dollars? Yeah, they there is they're not fans of each other. I mean, bottom line is like they're as soon as they hug each other in the back in their head, they they definitely do not like each other. And I don't think this is something that we are kind of putting it out there. I think we all could kind of tell this is not something like the media did. I think this is something like generally like you guys clearly don't like each other. And that came from when Jason's team served her papers in front of a theater full of people, which uh, I'm going to go. Know, when she, I'm going to go when she hooked up with Harry Styles is when well, that was a bad way. one. <laughs> that was bad. But then obviously his, uh, his punch in the gut was when she got served papers. And we, you know, we always said, you kind of know when they're going to serve papers and, there's no way Jason didn't know. And again, we don't know for sure, but what we think from our experience of using court documents and lawyers and by covering this for the past decade, you know when they're going to get served. And that was public embarrassment. That was mm -hmm. definitely a punch to the gut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just 
embarrassing on all fronts, especially because she was trying to promote a movie at the time. Is it weird that we know so much about their finances when they, when this stuff becomes public? 100%. Because it is public. I, I think I, I look at it and I'm like, I don't feel like I should know this. Or even yeah. just all the intimate details of Britney Spears' life when she was going to court and having to reveal how much money she was making a part of the conservatorship. And some of it, she's like, why do we know all this stuff? Like, well, if I was Olivia Wilde, why do you – I mean, granted, she wants the money, but she's putting it out there. Like, listen, I only make th- – you know, is it worth it for her to say, I only make this amount of money? But also it's like, hey, listen, you're not making – you're not poor by any means, but when you spend $4,000 just on cleaning a month, that's just like – I don't know how people feel about that. That just leaves a weird taste in people's mouth. Like, dude, come on. Because like, no one can relate to you. Like, that's people's – mortgage that's people like that's a lot of money that you're just spending on getting your sheets washed yeah well dax let me ask you this lastly about this topic do you think when stuff stories like this come out and you hear the finances and the obviously animosity with between the two people does this affect their career does this affect them getting jobs no no i don't think so no i mean i think what affects jobs more is stories about them uh being irresponsible on set or not showing up to work or stuff like that. I feel like affects like when we talked to Tara Reed, when she was on, it made sense why she lost a lot of gigs. Cause people were like, Oh, she's out partying. She's not being responsible. Even though she was showing up to set, those hurt her career. I think that people look past this because they're like, Oh, you know, they're having marital issues or they're having custody issues. I don't think that's a negative light. That doesn't reflect how you work, but not showing up on set reflects people not wanting to hire you then or being difficult to work with. Okay. I just didn't think that this humanizes you a little bit. When I mean, I don't even know if humanizes is the word, but makes you more of a public figure. Whereas when you hear the um, the stories of like Eddie Redmayne, which he, he's a great actor, but you really don't know. He's a little bit more mysterious. So when he plays a role, you see the character, not for this, some guy who's been in a divorce and he spends $4,000 on cleaning a month. So I'm I not know saying this stuff. I'm not saying this helps your career, but I don't think it derails it like other stories could derail it. From my experience, I think, I think the Britney stories like that kind of stuff is more detrimental when you see they're they're posting a lot and you're you're worried about their mental well-being that i think affects careers more than anything else for what it's worth i'll say one last thing about this i've met jason sudeikis on the street um Mm -hmm. very nice guy good to the fans nice guy signs autographs takes photos and i've met olivia wilde and wasn't the warmest person for what it is What'd I mean, listen, I could be my, ex- that's just my experience, but she wasn't warm and I didn't really ask for anything. I didn't even put a camera to her. I was just like, Hey, I was, I'm a big fan. I just want to say like, I really enjoy it. And just was like, not into it. One Do you bit, tell so. people, Hey, I'm a big fan. Even if you're not a big fan. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's maybe she, I've probably said it to a bunch of people. So I have to imagine. Yeah. All right. Number four. Has, any, has anyone ever called you out and been like, Oh, you're a big fan. Name two of my movies. Great question. Um, no, no, because good thing for Google, I can mention some obscure project that they did that no one else know about, knew about or knows about mm-hmm. or talks about. So I'm able to bring that up like, oh, OK, but I don't think I've been called out on it too much. But no, it's hard like this. This is sort of like random, but like I've been with celebrities and like they want to sing with me on the street. 
which yeah. is like, what? Celebrities want to sing with you on the street, but obviously when I'm filming, it's a fun little thing. If someone said, hey, Dax, sing a song right away, what would you sing? Oh, God. Um, I, I legit, I have no idea. See, that's the toughest question. Like, So I've had like Michael Bublé, uh, Wyclef, Aretha Franklin when she was you know, around. Uh, like well, they would say, right, Aretha's a, a different one. Like, well, I'm saying respect with her. I, like course, I said, how do you, there's no other option. But like Michael Bublé is like, hey, let's sing a song together. I'm like, what do you sing with Michael Bublé? Like, there's just so many. I, I'd I be can't like, think uh, of, Itsy Bitsy Spider. I don't know. Like, what the hell do you sing? It's a tough question. Like, what do you sing? Right. And I remember singing for CeeLo when CeeLo was the host of, uh, which, what show was he? Was he the voice? He was on the voice. And I made him turn around. And I, he's like, all right, I, I'm going to turn around. If your voice sounds good, I'll turn around like I do on the voice. <laughs> so I had to think of a song right away to sing. And for some reason, the only song that came to my head was the song Cupid by 112, which is like, what? Who sings what? that? Of all the songs you could sing, you sang Cupid by 112. And I, I don't know. I just felt like that song reached my notes or something he, like that. How'd you do? Terrible. You around? Terrible. Uh, I'm not a singer. Come on. I sound like <laughs> I sing out of my nose. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, it's a weird thing. All right. Number. I just tell random things on this thing. I'm sorry, guys. All right. Number four. Number four. Pete Davidson opening up about all the misconceptions around his dating life. Uh, so I thought this was interesting. He started talking about the fact that he is such under a microscope when it comes to his dating life. And he's like, I kind of don't understand why he said that, um, you know, he's only dated like 10 people in the last 10 years. They've just been such high profile relationships that that's all anyone ever wants to talk about when it, when his name is brought up. And I mean, it makes sense when you date Ariana Grande and Kate Beckinsale and Kim Kardashian, like what else do you want from the world? Like you're known as like the guy who lands the biggest chicks in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he, you know, the other part of it, he goes, look, I, at the end of the day, I met a lot of them just at work for working at SNL. I would meet a lot of them. It wasn't like he was on, you know, dipping into people's DMS here. It was a work thing. He'd meet them. They would hit it off. And next thing you know, they'd be dating. Um, I just thought that was interesting. Do you feel like this comes from someone whose feet aren't on the ground? Like, do you not realize what you're talking about here? Like, yes, it's interesting. It's crazy. It's not like you're dating some girl from high school. Like uh, Charlie Puth right now is dating a girl he grew up with. No one talks mm -hmm. about that. But when you start dating these high-level people, like an Ariana Grande, like a Kim Kardashian, that also leaks stories to the media, of course there's going to be news stories around the relationship. So is it kind of crazy for him not to realize, like, dude, like, I don't think he I don't think he doesn't realize it. I think he gets gets it. I think what he's shocked about is that no one talks about anything else with him. They only talk about his dating life. I will say this from from sources I know, um, they tell me that like he he loves this shit. Mm -hmm. Like he thinks it's funny. However, again, when your personal life, I, I'm a big believer when your personal life gets too big than your professional life, then it becomes an issue. With that said, fortunately for Pete, he's a comedian and he does stand-up comedy so he could talk about that on stage and use it to his advantage. Like I believe Pete has a contract with one of the streamers to do a stand-up special eventually or coming up soon. And that's going to be a huge stand-up special because people are going to wait to hear these stories and stuff. And we've heard you know, a few jokes here and there about his – you know, what he's had to say about it. So I think people are really interested in his stories and experiences 
from dating some of these people. People want to, you know, they want to hear him hear. decide, which he still hasn't really gotten to detail. But I think that's the gentleman on his part. He's not gross about it. God, we need to get him on here. This would be such a good interview. Yeah, yeah it would be. Uh, he did. I mean, he did an interview with um, Burn. What's the guy's name? Uh, Punisher. Uh, great actor. Who? Bernthal, John Bernthal. He did. He oh, talked oh. on. Um, he did this interview with John Bernthal on his podcast. And I will give Pete credit. He's not on social media, so it's not like he's gross. It's you know what he says. It's not like it's gross. It's not like I DM girls. It's just yeah. I met. I meet them in meet them while work. working, and things. It's it is what it is. I mean, I get it, and I'm glad for Pete to kind of talk about it a little bit. However, I don't think this changes the misconceptions about him. I think it's yeah. him just kind of speaking about no, it. I think. I think we're still going to be talking about his love life at the end of the day. Exactly. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Number three. Number three, Tom Schwartz being crazy candid. He went on Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens Live and talked all about uh, Tom Sandoval and Raquel's affair and how his involvement with it. I, I highly suggest you go watch the interview because I probably won't do this justice, but basically saying how he was kind of wrapped into the whole situation. And he was also, I don't want to say he was necessarily a victim, but he did say that he kind of, he had a lot to lose and he had a lot on the line. He he was going through a lot of issues at, with work. He was going through bankruptcy. He was going through, I, I want to say, losing his father and cancer in, in his family, like all these things. So he said, you know, like, I should have stepped in sooner, uh, but I didn't. And he said that it started off, he found out in a late August about the affair. It was like a one night stand, allegedly. And, um, and you know, kind of question sandoval about it um but sandoval basically said that he was in love with raquel that uh, i guess they had got into this like emotional uh level where she was his heroine right like she i i mean it sounds like yeah they really fell for each other and i guess that sandoval would tell schwartz like it rationalized the whole thing by saying, oh, me and Ariana, we're not doing good or we're going to break up. And and I guess uh, Schwartz would say, OK, well, and he kept waiting for the shoe to drop and waiting for Sandoval to uh, actually break off the relationship with Ariana so that what he was doing was legitimate. And it just like the time kept passing and passing and passing. And I guess he found out like early this year that like things had gotten really serious between the two. Um, uh, but he, you know, he said, look, you know, he, he did, he used me and our friendship. And I, I think he said that I lost a lot of credibility between our friends because I was kind of helping him or, you know, smuggling her around. So he's not, he's not saying that he isn't without blame. Uh, but I think he's just saying like, look, he put me in a really weird spot and I had a lot to lose. So, um, I kind of went along with it probably longer than I should have. Yeah, I mean, I. 
it's one of those things. If you were Dex, if you were in Tom Schwartz's position, and Tom Sandoval comes to you and says, "Listen, I have feelings for Raquel. We had a, we had an affair." What is he? What is Tom? I feel like Tom Schwartz got thrown into this when it's really not his business. Like, yeah, he, you know, he could talk to Sandoval and try to help him out as a friend, but is he supposed to be the one to tell? and get involved like what what's what yeah i I feel like that is a really tough spot because he's your friend so you're like oh where does the bro code line get drawn right like hey i'm here for you i think you have to talk to him and say buddy i I don't agree with what you're doing um i think you if if this is the relationship you want to pursue you need to end your other relationship right like that's the right thing to do be a man and end your relationship so that you're not, you're not leading someone on or hurting someone else. Like if you're not in love with this woman anymore, then break it off. Don't just keep messing with her heart or messing around behind her back. That's not good. So I think if I was his friend, I that would be the conversation I'd had. Like, don't make me the guy that, you know, has to smuggle in your new girl. I don't want to be that. I can sit here as your friend and tell you what you're doing is wrong Here's how you fix it, but that's on you. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, there's a lot going on. Again, when when it's cloudy outside, sometimes you don't think right. And when I mean that, it's like in his head. He was there's a lot going on in his life. It was in a dark place. And when you're in a dark place, sometimes you don't make the best decisions. Uh, I, you know, I think so. This interview came from Tom Schwartz being on Watch What Happens. He was pretty honest about it, and he was like, "Listen." You know, he talked about Sandoval. Like he knows he messed up. It's not like something where he's trying to. It's just he's got to, um, now face it, face the issues. And it's like, how long do we just keep giving this guy shit? Like how and at what point do we start moving on? Um, mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad for Tom Schwartz because he got thrown into the mix. But again, he has nothing to do with it. Like it's he didn't do anything wrong except that, I mean, he just knew about it and said, "Hey, I'm not going to say anything. That's for you to kind of do it." And I just think. The way it all came out just didn't please everyone. And we're going to see, hopefully, after the reunion, we could kind of talk about this and then move on. Yeah. Good God. Let the reunion play already. All right. Number two. By the way, did you see Ariana in her red dress? Look good. They released a bunch of photos from the um, outfits. Yeah. The outfits for the upcoming reunion. Yeah. That was definitely some revenge dress shit right there, man. Oh, yeah. She looked good. she looked great. They, I mean, she, I met her in person, and she, you know, I've seen her in person. She looks great in person. She's gorgeous. She's very, very pretty. I mean, all the girls are very pretty on Van the Pump, so I can't really, you know, there's nothing. They're both good-looking girls, so at least Tom Sandoval has good taste <laughs> as far as looks. I don't know about personally, but, you know. All, all right. right, number two. Uh, I got a new couple uh, confirming their engagement, Kate Bosworth and Justin Long. Uh, they, you know, they finally confirmed that there was some rumor swirling around for a couple of weeks. Uh, but the fact is they did, um, get engaged and, uh, they were on, I think a life is short with Justin Long. This is his podcast and talked about the details of the quote unquote organic proposal. So I guess he had some kind of like big idea proposal, but she is not into the big proposals. And it actually happened one day while they were just like laying in bed, having like a, a conversation, talking about life. And he he said that it just felt like the right moment. And so no big plans, just like turned and said, like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Basically, will you marry me? And it was 
for them the perfect proposal because you know like some people would love that other people would hate that they would want it to be public and in front of friends and family and i guess for her it was like the best possible proposal yeah um i like them i think they're a very cool couple where they kind of keep things very classy it's not gross Mm -hmm. you know especially in a the way you start to see these public relationships especially with celebrities the way they use the media to their advantage like the way they use instagram they've been kind of very tasteful where they kind of keep to themselves but don't really deny anything. And I just think it's just nice. They kind of did the interview on their terms, which is his podcast, which is life is short. Um, good for them. I, uh, good for them. I think it's a very cool pairing of them. What is she doing these days? Like, has she been in any big movies or anything? I, I like could I not tell you a it's, little bit. So it's funny when you think about that era of actresses, like the Jessica Albas, the Kate Bosworth, like all those sort of names where they kind of were the, and not saying they're not hot anymore, but the young hot girls, mm-hmm. a lot of those girls kind of like Jessica Alba have moved on to being business women, not as much actresses. Right. Yeah, Would like you say that other thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, what's her name? Alba. Yeah. She's got that massive uh, when you think baby of, line. Yeah. When you, and they've made a lot of money, but like when you think of like Jessica Simpson, a lot of those people, they for. You know, what we knew them as is actresses or singers. They move more into business I mean, people. Jessica Simpson's on a whole nother level, though. Like, she's yeah. crazy, crazy successful. But in business. But it's a lot of girls in that generation just became more business girls. Even a person like Gwyneth Paltrow, where, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't act really anymore. She's no, more she known makes for vagina candles. Exactly. So it's just funny and interesting to see what that thing did. And I, a friend of mine is a female broadcaster. And she said to me, the longevity of a female person, when you're the hot, attractive girl, you're, you know, your your span is not as long as a man, you know, mm-hmm. because you're you come on as an attractive girl, it's hard to be that role for and be that public for a long time. So eventually you gotta kind of move on. And fortunately, girls like them have kind of moved to a different kind I, of career path and made a I lot think, of money i think for men and women the best thing you can do if you're in the entertainment industry is diversify find something else that is going exactly. to pay the bills because not everyone like you said no one's going to stay good looking forever no one's going to stay you know and you're you're really at the whim of the public and whether they like you at directors and you know writers and if they want you in their projects, but one day you could be the biggest star in the world. Next day, no one's hiring you anymore. So like if you have something else to fall back on, that is the best case scenario. I just realized like this hat I'm wearing on my head. You didn't tell mm-hmm. me, Dex. It looks like my my head looks like a penis and looks like a column at the top of my <laughs> it's leaning. You, you like, look like a smurf is what you yeah. look like to me. Yeah, I look like a Keebler elf right now. I don't know <laughs> what I was thinking getting ready for this podcast. Oh, God. On to the number one story of the week, Dax. What is the number one story? Uh, number one story is Bad Bunny, Kendall Jenner. I mean, they are clearly dating. There is a lot of rumors, obviously, because we've seen them out over the last couple of weeks going to dinner. They were out with Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber and uh, a lot of people talking about this. But now there's photos that TMZ got of them out horseback riding at this Hidden Hills Equestrian Center. And in a couple of the shots, they're on the same horse. She's uh, she's sitting 
I guess, front. He's sitting behind. He's got his arms around her. And it's very clear that these two are a couple at this point. Like, they cannot come out and be like, oh, no, we're just friends. Like, this is some couple shit when you're out double riding the horse, right? Yeah. I mean, that's you don't do that with a friend, especially going on the same horse. Well, I mean, um, you and I did. We rode on the same horse. Though, yeah, but we weren't in pants. So it was cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> feel bad for that horse. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of speculation. Are they actually dating? Are they together? There's some stories that came out that they're openly making out at a restaurant, but we never saw photos or proof. Now we didn't see photos of them obviously physically kissing, but we saw photos of them pretty much on the same saddle as, I mean, you don't do that with a friend. Uh, and they're, it's, I think the photo speaks for itself that these two are officially hanging out. They're both big into horses and horseback riding. We've seen Bad Bunny do numerous videos where he's riding around on horses. She's talked about her love of you know, horseback riding. So I think that they've got this like common bond between the two of them, which you, you always wonder, like, what is it that you have in common? You know what I'm saying? And I, this might be it for them is that they both love horses and being outdoors and, you know, getting out of the public eye. Even though I do wonder, like, how did someone get these photos? Yeah, I, I am curious how they got those it's photos. It's just Chris Jenner hiding in the bushes, taking photos. Man, just but rubbing talking her hands about... together, being like, oh, Kendall Jenner is with the biggest star in the world. It really is. I mean, this is a relationship that's so good for, like, business. It's insane. It actually, it's painful to talk about because it's such a good business move. Here's the biggest model in the world. Here's the biggest music artist in the world. And I know some people, you know, might not know. They know the name Bad Bunny, but they don't know his music. But now you know that he's dating Kendall Jenner. And it's just it. I would say this equivalent to when like Tom Brady, the best quarterback in the world, at, the, at da- starts dating and marrying Giselle Bunchen, who at that time was the biggest model in the world. Like it's that yeah. kind of caliber of relationship. It's it's well, I think I think a lot of Americans, unfortunately, just don't know all of Bad Bunny's songs. They don't know how big he is internationally. But like this guy is so huge, so huge. You may not like his music. You may not even know his music. He is incredibly, incredibly like huge around the world. So yeah. this is this is massive for the Kardashians. You know, they like getting in, you know, famous people to date the daughters <laughs> of this family because yeah. it just raises you know, every the the stature of everyone in the family, you know, if this continues to go, Kendall will be international royalty uh, if she's on Bad Bunny's arm around the world. 100%. Guys, that is our top 10 stories of the week. Thank you guys for listening. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're listening to this podcast, wherever you're listening to, please leave a review. It's the best thing you do to support this podcast. Follow us on TikTok. Uh, at Hollywood Raw Pod, Instagram at Hollywood Raw Pod, and uh, we also have this Facebook group called Off the Record, which is a really, really cool, fun community where I'll just you guys could ask us questions and you guys to talk to each other. It's just like it's a site where you don't need to go to the other sites. You just go into the Facebook group and we kind of tell you what's going on in the world. Um, we're actually gonna do an episode where you guys can ask us anything and we'll answer your questions. Um, kind of stuff that we can't really talk about in the group because the answers are so long-winded but we're going to get into that later we'll probably post about it in the facebook group follow me at at adam glenn follow dax holt at dax holt see you guys next week bye
Ahura Media Production.